right now in Truth Today, why Christians must engage the culture. Folks, they're coming for our children. That's the reality. And now they're telling us the culture is coming for our children. What are we gonna do? We're gonna have special guests. My good friend, Pastor Ken Peters on with us today. You don't wanna miss today's program right now on Truth Today. Well, good afternoon, folks. Uh, welcome to Truth Today. My name is Pastor Sharam Hadian. Uh, my apologies for running a little bit late. We had a couple of technical issues to work out. Uh, we're so glad you can join us uh, if you're on the East Coast, if you're on the West Coast or Central. Of course, uh, it's not afternoon yet. Uh, but thank you for being a part of Truth Today, this ministry, this show. Before we get into this program, which you do not, do not want to miss, uh, folks, visit our website, tilministry.com tilministry.com check out all of our content please subscribe to our email newsletter also go to our rumble page uh, we need you to be active with us on rumble rumble.com slash three things we ask you to do please subscribe uh, like and share rumble.com uh, slash Hadian. And then also remember that we are we are uh, podcasting. So if you like to listen to MP3, we are on MP3 platforms. Just search Truth Today, Truth Today with Sharam Hadian. All those platforms you see up on the screen there, Amazon, iHeart, Podbean, uh, Samsung, all of those, we are on those platforms. Uh, so please check that out. All right, let's uh, come back to me, Jariah. And uh, listen, folks, we're excited about the show today. Um, we've titled it, Why... Listen, this is important. Here's the question. Why Christians must engage the culture, right? Isn't that the big question today in the church? Well, Christians shouldn't really be engaging the culture. Christians shouldn't really be political or any of that stuff. Why should Christians engage the culture? I'm here with my good friend, Pastor Ken Peters from Patriot Church here in Knoxville, Tennessee and the Patriot Church movement. And this is the main question we're going to be talking about. Um, and, and maybe here's an answer. Here's an answer to why we must engage the culture. Because the culture now, do we have that headline, Drya, that, that they're coming for our kids? Uh, the culture is now telling us, that the enemy is now telling us that, um, well, let me say it this way. They're not even hiding anymore what their agenda is. Their agenda is absolute destruction, and they want our children. Did you see this latest thing from New York City where during Pride Month, go ahead and bring this up, please, during their drag march, they were chanting, we're here, we're queer, and we're uh, coming for your children. Do you, do you have that, uh, um, uh, the one image that was from uh, Twitter or not? Do we have that one or not yet? Uh, we're here, we're queer, and it's okay, it's okay, we don't need that, we're, and they're coming for our children. And so, um, Pastor Ken, we're going to get into some scripture here in a minute, but uh, I'm always amazed at how Christians are in denial of what is actually the enemy's tactic. It's like, it's like it, it's got to hit a smack in the face, and we still deny that that's really the agenda uh, how would you respond just to, first of all, uh, thank you for being on the program with me today. I really appreciate it. My honor. Um, how would you respond to uh, this declaration now? Pastor Schramm, we we've known this is what they are doing. So the fact is, they like you said, they're not hiding it anymore. And, and they just say it now un, unabashedly, unashamedly. And... Uh, 
what I see here is a huge lost opportunity mm. by the church of Jesus Christ. Because if the church would stop worrying about them shaming us, because really we're letting them shame us into silence with their name calling and and the accusations that we're not loving or, or that we're hateful. But what a lost opportunity when we have a nation like we do. We're probably evangelicals. We're probably 25% of the nation, at least that's what they say, right. you know, said evangelicals. 25% of this nation, if we stood up and with our breastplate of righteousness Amen. and demanded that righteousness be the policy of this nation, we would dominate policy. And yet we throw that opportunity away. Absolute foolishness. Absolutely. Well said. Well said. And we have a responsibility. I, I want to cover, as we always do, just a couple of verses, folks, for you. So we always start in the Word of God because, remember, that's our foundation. The Bible must be the rock that we stand on. Uh, it's the only way that we're going to even have a north compass, right? Without the Bible, we don't even know what we're doing. So uh, I want to just share a couple of verses here. First of all, um, this is in Proverbs 14. Uh, we know that righteousness exalts a nation, Pastor mm -hmm. Ken, but sin is a reproach to mm -hmm. any people. So, folks... The only way that we can uh, lift up a nation that is right now, I think if we're, if we're honest, right? Even I was, I was watching uh, Frank Todd. I, I, I hate to watch CNN. It makes me almost like physically, I, I want to almost vomit. But I was even watching Frank Todd on CNN. They did a survey where 70, almost 75% of Americans say this nation is going in the wrong direction. Even Democrats are saying this nation is going in the wrong direction. Well, the only answer to that wrong direction is, is righteousness because sin is a reproach. And if God's people, as Pastor Ken said, are not standing for righteousness. And then, of course, we are called to be seeking justice. We are called to be salt and light. Here in Proverbs 21, it says, It is a joy for the just to do justice but destruction will come to the workers of iniquity. Is that what we're seeing in America, folks? We're seeing the workers of iniquity that are causing the destruction of our nation. I think that's so applicable to what's happening. And then in the book of Micah, you guys have heard this passage before, Micah chapter eight, the prophet who was speaking to a remnant of the people in uh, in Israel, the, 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 the tribe of Judah, really, that were left after the destruction. Think about what happened to Israel. Think about how much sin became a reproach to Israel and the destruction of Israel. And now you have this remnant of Judah. And the prophet says, he has shown you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God? So we know that we have a calling, Pastor Ken, to seek justice in the land. And when that justice is not there, or the Bible says it's perverted, and then when we see that the end goal is the destruction of children, and they've been doing it for an entire generation in the womb, and now if they can't kill the babies in the womb, now let's destroy them or pervert them outside the womb. And so, uh, again, going back to this question, let's talk about this question, why Christians 
must engage the culture. That's really my heart that I wanted to bring Pastor Ken uh, on today for answering this question, engaging this question of our engagement with the culture because so many Christians today are, in my opinion, in two camps. They're either in the camp of what I would call pietism, where we're too holy to engage the culture. We just need to come into the church and pull back and just focus on our holiness and not even worry about being in the world, even though we're not of the world. Or you have wokeism. And the irony of wokeism is wokeism is actually engaged in the culture. They're just engaged in the wrong side of the culture war, in my opinion. So, Pastor, you recently um, were down here in Tennessee. We're fighting the battles here. Um, this past week, tell me a little bit about, uh, you were down in a small little community called Athens, Tennessee, um, fighting this culture war. What was going on? Tell us what was going on, and why would you as a pastor go down there to a city council meeting? Why should you just stay in the church? Well, it's unbelievable uh, what is going on even here in Tennessee, where you're, we're a very Christian conservative state, Athens is a small town, uh, also very conservative. And I don't know who's putting the library people in their place, <laughs> but the small town library in a conservative Christian town put out a full display geared at, and, and they put the display right out by the kids section of the library so it would attract the attention of every child that went into that library mm -hmm. in this small Christian conservative town. And there were about 30 books on this display. Mm. And Pastor Sharon, we, we read some of the content at the council meeting, at the city council meeting, and it's absolute pornography, pornography. for children. And it's definitely like, like a gospel track for yes. the devil. Yes. It's his gospel. The yes. false, and, and come into our group, our faith, and really... I'm I'm convinced that this rainbow pride and my goodness June has become such a why we the devil has tried to steal a month and absolutely. it's just annoying absolutely but um the the I think this is a sex cult right. I think this is a cult it's a religion it's an ideology and Christians they don't they don't want to offend anybody they don't want to come across hateful so we avoid criticizing a cult and the devil can get away with anything under this this rainbow deal, but they were targeting children full on, and so uh, the city council meeting became a center of the culture war right, right there in Athens, right. Texas. We said to our church people, I just put out an announcement, I said, hey, let's go help these folks in Athens. They're fighting this culture war, and the, the LGBT community they believe in being salt and light. That's right. For their cult. That's right. That's Meanwhile, right. Christians aren't being salt and light. That's right. That's not going to end well. It's if the not. devil is showing up for the ball game and the Christians are staying home because we're too pietistic, uh, then then the devil is going to win the game. So, but here's the deal: all we have to do is show up. If we will show up, Amen. God will show off. I firmly believe that. Amen. Amen. And you guys were going down there to support a local pastor who basically had put a call out to help because he was struggling with getting local pastors coming out. What, what is going on 
with with the Bible Belt. Again, folks, remember, we're, we live in the Bible. Actually, they call Tennessee the buckle of the Bible Belt. You know, we're, we're supposed to be the center of the center. And so you guys went down there, and I was watching your video online that you had posted, and it's cringeworthy because even the adults in the room didn't want to hear the material that was in the books. Mm. So if it's that cringeworthy for adults right. to listen to uh, uh, explicit, explicit pornographic descriptions of sex acts, now that's in the a display right up right. front in the library. And it shouldn't even be in the library. Shouldn't even be in the library. And yet they put it out as a hook. Yeah. Going up after front. fish. It's kind of like when you go to the grocery store, you know, they put the cookies right at the right. front and right. you're hungry and because they know you're going to get those cookies, right? And this is the same mentality. Yeah. I agree with you 100%. I think this is a this is a evil cult. This is a uh, it, it, it the spirit of the age is 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 it's an ancient spirit, but it's it's yep. a spirit manifesting today. And by the way, you were speaking of Pride Month. You led an initiative, Dry, we have that image, where we want to take June, Pride Month, and turn it into Prayer Month. Amen. And so this is what we got to push back, right? Our mm -hmm. pushback, folks, against the culture yes. is to go in the opposite spirit. We got to go in the opposite spirit to what the culture is doing. We cannot capitulate. So I love this, and we've been pushing this here on our program. And when I was traveling this month and speaking, I was Thank telling you. everybody, we need June to be prayer month, mm. not pride month. But mm. just so you know, that they're not satisfied with the month. How many times have we said, when we capitulate to the enemy, the enemy takes an inch, takes a mile. The enemy wants the whole field. They want to control, the enemy wants to destroy all of us. So now, bring this image up, Dry Up. This is what, what first of all, folks, uh, and I don't mean this with disrespect, what is this? What This is the transgender admiral uh, goes by the uh, female name Rachel Living. We all knew this is this is a dude. This is a guy, and the White House completely defaced our nation uh, by their uh, absolute abomination of a display. Go ahead and come back to me, please, Dry. By an abomination of a display at the at the lawn of the White House, the West Lawn. Uh, they 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 put the Pride flag in the center of the American flag at the same level of the American flag in violation of U.S. Code for flag etiquette. Complete, absolute spitting on our nation and those who serve this nation. But here's this this uh, dude, right? I, I want to be biologically correct. It's a dude, uh, dresses a woman. Uh, Pastor Ken, they are now saying, one more time, let's bring that headline up, dry up. They're saying they're extending Pride Month to the whole summer. It's not just enough for one month. It's now they want the whole summer and guess what, folks? Remember during COVID, when we stood out there and said, it's not just about 12 days or 14 days to slow the spread. They're going to keep going and going and going. Pretty soon, they're going to come out and say, Pride Month is the whole year. Come on. Mm -hmm. They're not happy with So mm -hmm. how do you respond to, uh, let's have the whole summer now be Pride Summer. I say, heck no. <laughs> yes. Amen. Amen. And, and I think there's, I think the church is starting to kind of get it. Wake up. Yeah. I mean, we hope. Yeah. We pray. I mean, the, the Target deal was encouraging. Yes. Um, and so there's been the Bud Light. The Anheuser-Busch. Yeah, yeah. That's encouraging. Yeah. And I even noticed in Lenore City, yeah. Starbucks did not put up yep. their big, huge pride flag. Yep. 
Now, Starbucks is not repentant, right. or, but it, it shows me if Starbucks isn't being as blatant, then they're starting to feel a little financial pressure. That's right. And so keep it up, Christians. Amen. We, but we need more. Yes. We need more pushback. But yeah. Amen. I say no to pride anything. They, they shouldn't even have a day. Amen. They, listen, if I were the black American community or the Hispanic American community, I would resent this pride f- group of people comparing themselves to my cause, yes. to my racial cause. Yes. Now, even though they call you a white supremacist. <laughs> That's uh, right, me. You, you aren't. I'm pretty sure. I'm not. Um, <laughs> you're a little more tan than me. Slightly, slightly. <laughs> what, what What would you say, just just being non-white, yeah. do you like a perversion group of people comparing their minority cause to what minority, actual ethnic minorities have to go through? Um, no, I, I, I would I would be uh, offended if I got offended by that kind of stuff. I'd be offended because, uh, I, and we've seen this, right, that this started by the claim that they are civil rights and this is not a civil rights cause. Uh, this is not a race issue. It's, it's not even a hate issue. It's the fact that they want to take, Pastor Ken, their confusion, their struggles, uh, by the way, the reason Rachel Levine, just just to go back to that article, said, and and it's Dan Levine. I think his his real name is Dan or something. I, I don't want to affirm the fact that right. it's a girl because it's not a girl. But the reason this guy said what he said is because he's claiming that if they don't, this is going to lead to more suicide. And the same with I think we have an article here in a minute. The same with the whole gender. Uh, reaffirming surgery. I say, no, we have to reject these labels. By the way, as Christians, I think we should reject any label or any attempt to divide us based on those things that God right. doesn't divide on. Right. God does not divide based on race. Mm-hmm. God does not divide based on color. God does not divide based on what part of the world you're from or whether you're a male or you're female. Or God does not divide on these things because the gospel of Jesus Christ is for all people, for every generation, from every nation, from every tongue, from every tribe. And I've always said, as Christians, we should be Christ supremacists because right. we lift up Christ. So yes. we absolutely reject that. And, and if I was the black Christian community, sadly, too many black Christians who, if they're liberal, if they're more in the woke churches, they'll support this stuff. They'll say, oh, we want to, this is love. No, we should reject that label. I 100% agree with yeah. you. And the 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 point that I feel on my heart is it, it's this mentality in the, in the church that if we just compromise a little bit, mm-hmm. the world will love us. They'll, they'll, they'll know Jesus better because it's love. And we just keep giving territory. And the enemy just keeps saying, okay, I'm going to take what you've given us. And... That's why when Patriot Church had the stand conference uh, earlier this month at Patriot Church, having done all you can stand, what was the theme? We got to go forward. We got to stop backing up and we got to go forward. So amen to that. Uh, I want to also ask you then Sunday, 
you got a you had a busy week. Then Sunday, you were down in downtown Knoxville because uh, there were some bike races that were there locally. But there was a controversial, and I hate to say controversial, but a controversial athlete who was there. Uh, you, you guys have probably heard of her by the name of Riley Gaines. Uh, she has been a spitfire for the Lord, uh, Pastor. Uh, love this young woman's. Uh, she's just not backing down. Mm-hmm. But what was going on with Riley Gaines uh, battling another culture war? Yeah, well, they have, they have guys, biological men, participating in women's cycling. And, uh-huh. of course, Riley Gaines experienced this kind of deal when she would have won the NCAA Women's Swimming Championship, but she got beat by the number 200 and some ranked guy Guy. that decided to identify as a girl and switch over to the girls bracket, and he took her championship medal. That's right. She deserved it. She worked so hard for it. That's right. She was telling the story at the Turning Point Pastors Conference, Mm. her story of how she would... When everybody else was kind of slacking off during the COVID time, yeah. she was swimming in a lake in Nashville because she couldn't get into the pools. Wow. They shut down all of the, the pools. Wow. So she went out into the cold lake, swam all winter with a wetsuit, wow. trained her guts out to go for this championship, and here she wins it, and suddenly this person she had never heard of in the swimming competition beats her in the championship race and she found out that it was a biological male. Just, I mean, how terrible for yeah. us to allow our girls right. to be invaded by men, men who are, who are they need Jesus. That's right. That's right. So she was down in downtown Knoxville. They were having a rally. Uh, Patriot Church went down. You guys went down to that rally. Um, how did that go? Um, was it were there protesters? No, it no. went great. Now the the only problem was is you preached at our church that morning on on <laughs> going through storms, and yes, it was a beautiful yeah. sunny day. We have that image. Uh, I was I was teaching this message Sunday morning that our faith will be tested in the coming storms. And Pastor, what happened? right ten minutes after I preached? Well, the <laughs> well, you even said in your sermon that it was you know when they went across it was perfectly sunny and then from out of nowhere comes the storm and pastor sharam on sunday morning last it was Sunday, beautiful it was a beautiful day beautiful it was a beautiful day till you got done preaching <laughs> and, and then all hell broke loose we're trying to go out there to, to stand up for women and it was the worst storm i remember we, we literally had trees falling on roads and and a, and and on houses and so i know this is your show and and i don't want to do anything out of authority yeah but i i do got to say uh, at least request that you not preach on storms for for a long for, time for a while. <laughs> okay, um, but uh, yeah, it was. We still had we still had a good turnout. We got underneath some shelter. Okay, Riley Gaines and and uh, some other Tour de France ladies. Um, they were standing up. These girls, they don't want to compete against boys. That's right. They don't want it. That's but right. they're all afraid to say anything That's right. lest they get the label right. of racist That's right. or bigot or hateful. And you know what? The Bible talks about Jesus despising the shame. Amen. I think that ought to be a, a sermon or a message at some point. Yes. We need to, like Jesus, despise the shame because it's false shame. That's right. It's not truth shame. Amen. It's false shame, and the devil will keep us from doing the right thing 
if we allow that shame to be placed on us. Amen to that. Amen to that. I love that. I think that's so appropriate. And um, that is, we'll put that on the calendar since I'm not going to be allowed to teach on storms yeah, for a while. Some new subjects. <laughs> some new subjects because literally it was the worst storm. Since we've been here three years, the worst storm. And it just came in like out of nowhere. And it was just, it was brutal. A lot of damage and, and uh but, um, but so be careful, uh, pastors around the nation. If you have Pastor Shram preach, which you preach all over, just be careful. You might want to say no storm sermon. That's right, exactly. They're going to put limits on me on what uh, what I, uh, what I can do. But Riley Gaines is is an example, and I, I kept asking. I, I keep asking. The, the the woke the woke culture warriors you know four years ago it was the me too movement it was all about women it was all about protecting women and making sure women aren't being uh, you know um, assaulted or abused or taken advantage of now four years later who cares about women because we're gonna let the dude and and by the way the dude isn't just in the race the dude then has got to go into the dressing room has mm. got to go into the locker room she talked about that. And now these women are got to be in the locker room with a with a grown dude with you know with male body parts. Th- this is perversion. And so what, what did she, she say she about shared, that? She shared about that. Uh, Shram, she said that was one of the worst parts about it, even worse than not getting her championship yeah, uh, a medal. Yeah. yeah. Um, because the locker room, which had been a place of joy yeah. and laughter and the yeah. girl and camaraderie amongst the girls as teammates suddenly became a place of of just being miserable and mm. awkwardness mm. Mm. and and the feeling of being violated that's right in the locker room she said it, it just wrecked the whole season for that's her right. which should have been a joy it was a her final season it should have been joyous and wonderful but the devil uh, and his way ultimately he wrecks everything he's that's a destroyer right. that's right and and he he's destroying uh, female sports uh, right before our very eyes. And Christians need to be standing up for this, folks. Um, you know, we have an article here that drives, let's bring that article up from the Washington Stand. Um, the idea of, you've heard this before, no, no, the one about uh, love versus is love. Yeah, we we've, see, this is what we hear, right? So part of the argument that we hear is, well, uh, you know, this is just love. Let, let's just let love be love. And here, here's the article, go ahead and bring this up. Uh, propaganda versus grace. Is this grace mm. for us to let this go? Okay, so you got someone sitting out there saying, why can't you guys just let this go? Just mind your own business. Just preach the gospel, which I'm going to get to, by the way. That's one of the questions. We're going to put Pastor Ken on the hot seat today, <laughs> and I'm going to pretend that I'm a woke social justice warrior uh, um, with, with really cool glasses and tight jeans and cool hair, even though I have no hair. And we're going to put Pastor Ken on the hot seat with some of these credit, but here's our first question. Here's a hot seat. Pastor Ken, love is love. Why can't we just let this be love? Let's let be, you know, let, let them do whatever they want. Um, grace versus propaganda. And really grace, I would even go further than the article. It's not even propaganda. As you said, it is the attempt to violate. Just like the drag uh, pride march in, in New York, which by the way, they, they claim in New York had over a million people, a million people, folks, uh, observing and, 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 and watching in Seattle. I don't know if you saw this. In Seattle, grown men mm. on bicycles completely naked. Okay, folks? Grown men on bicycles completely naked 
with everything out for the world to see. And kids and there. And kids there. There you go. Kids there. There's the theme. If they want to go in a private building somewhere and do their thing, ultimately, we can't do anything. Ultimately, that's between them. They're going to have to stand before God one day, and they need Jesus like everybody needs Jesus. But with kids. Isn't that indecent exposure? It used to be. It used to be, right? When I was a police officer, if a grown man, in fact, I arrested someone for uh, for uh, indecent exposure. We actually had in Redmond, uh, it, it was kind of an ongoing case where the, a guy was flashing. He, he would, you know, remember those days when mm -hmm. a guy would, would be wearing a coat and he would flash himself. And I actually was part of a case that we basically ultimately found this guy and arrested a guy for indecent exposure wow. because he was just flashing for a minute, wow. let alone driving down a gay pride parade on your bike with everything hanging and, and, and children in the audience. How is that? This is the condition of our nation now, the perversion of our nation. And so can you maybe just address the argument, love is love. Is this biblical love? <laughs> no, I mean, the obvious uh, response to that is, no, God is love. Amen. And so he defines what love is. My wife will say, when anybody says this to her, my wife is a little sassy sometimes <laughs> in her sweet way. She'll say, yeah, well, sin is sin. Amen. You know? Amen. And, 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 and Amen. So, and I've seen this uh, statement, water is water. Right, right. You know, so you can drink out of the toilet. <laughs> yeah. Is water. Uh, I'm not drinking out of the toilet. <laughs> but but that's kind of what our culture is doing, right. though, isn't it? Exactly. That's a great analogy, toilet actually. Toilet water that's right. is water. That's so, right. So drink up. That's right. Toilet water is holy water. It doesn't matter. Whereas we're supposed to be of the living water, right? Come and on. if we're connected to the living water, mm -hmm. we're supposed to be giving water to those. And so if we're seeing children violated, if we're seeing women violated, uh, and, and not only robbed of their dreams, but violated in the locker room, violated uh, w with what it means to even be a woman. Mothers are being violated because now a trans guy thinks that he can be a mother. It just goes on and on. If we're not giving living water, if we're not being there, I love that. Sin is sin. Sin is sin. Sin is sin. Water is water. And what they're calling yeah. love is sin. Yeah. And so we're going to serve toilet water. Would you be okay with that? If, if we were, if we were uh, uh, serving uh, uh, you know, a dinner, you come to my house, and uh, you say, I like a glass of water. You're like, I think we should give Jariah some of that water. Some of that water, try it. Yeah, for, yeah. Try to see if, if our, my son will go for it. Young people, they'll go yeah. for anything, He's right? He's been a little slow on a couple of these slides. So <laughs> I think he gets our special water. Special water, that's right. So is that the case, folks, right? That we can get, no, because we separate what is holy, what God created. And God, I love what you said, God sets the parameter for love. And this is, this is, this is absolute uh, propaganda message. It, it's the same thing that I've dealt with folks in our ministry when people say, well, faith is more important than fear. Well, yes, but we have to have the fear of the Lord. Mm. Faith doesn't supersede the fear of the Lord. We walk in the fear of the Lord. Why are we standing? Why Why does Pastor Ken go and standing in the cities, standing outside Planned Parenthood, standing outside the drag shows? Why? Because we fear the Lord. Mm -hmm. Pastor, we got to stand before our God one day mm -hmm. and answer the question why didn't you do anything mm -hmm. when they were coming for the most vulnerable among you mm -hmm. 
Is that a is that a fair? Yeah. yeah. Sodom and Gomorrah is conquering our land. That's right. And and we out of love for our children, out of love for our children, we better stand. Amen. Because one day. This, if we don't act soon, this nation will be Sodom and Gomorrah. That's right. Entirely. We, entirely. It's we're, invading We're doing right a now. pretty good job of giving them a run for their money, aren't we? Right. Oh. You know, we're, we're looking, you know, more and more as a nation. Mm. Um, here, here, mm. Here's another headline. Uh, Dry. this is Washington Stand. Yeah, there we go. Bring that up. Trans Center admits that their fertility or, 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 or all the... the, the um, uh, hormone therapy, wow, it mm. actually leads to infertility because once someone at a young age decides that they're going to go on this hormone therapy for gender uh, transition, now it's permanent. It's done. They have destroyed a woman who thinks she's a guy and is going to go through that procedure is now going to be permanently permanently infertile i wonder if this is part of the greater agenda of the enemy uh when we talk about depopulation like we saw with covid um that's just greedy and we covered folks i don't even know dry i don't think we we still have that image we covered folks that university of north carolina duke uh, they want to start this treatment with children at two and three years old it's again folks they're telling us Mm -hmm. we're coming for Mm -hmm. your children they're coming for our children and if we don't defend the children we we haven't defended them in the womb Mm -mm. Mm -mm. we haven't defended them in the womb Mm -mm. and we've let 65 66 million children be massacred in this nation in the greatest holocaust in human history Mm -hmm. and now we're letting them go outside the womb uh, and, and if you stand up, by the way, folks, if you stand up, just, just be, be, be clear, you're going to get the ire and the vitriol of the enemy yep. and those of the enemy. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you've been called a few names. Mm-hmm. You've been sued by, you were sued by Planned Parenthood, mm-hmm. right? In Spokane, they got a million, 1.1, wasn't it? It ended up being $960,000. $960,000 yep. judgment, mm-hmm. mostly because of legal fees. Right, yeah, one point three million illegal fees, and we negotiated them down to eight hundred and fifty thousand. Wow! And and I had a girl for free, you know. The, but your but, lawyer, but Planned Parenthood to sue me, yeah, cost them one point three million. They were just jacking up the price, That's making right. on a win. That's right, trying to hurt. And they us. sued you because you dared stand, yeah, outside Planned Parenthood, mm-hmm. have a monthly church service mm-hmm. called. The church at Planned Parenthood, folks, mm-hmm. that's, you, you see all on the screen there, Pastor Ken, that's where you contact him. Follow his Facebook page, Pastor Ken Peters at TCAP, T-C-A-P-P, which stands for The Church at Planned Parenthood. Uh, you took the church to the gates of hell mm-hmm. and got sued. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're done now, right? We're done. You're done. We're done. But, you, but you're not giving up. But we're not, when I say we're done, we're done with the court case. Yes. We're not done having church at Planned Parenthood. Amen to that. We're not going away until they stop killing babies. You mean you didn't give up? <laughs> no. No. I, I I believe that we win with perseverance. Amen. 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 We, we outlast the devil and we know who wins in the end. Amen. And if we just don't quit. That's right. But but you and I, we're, we're a little strange. We don't believe in rolling over. Nope. And letting the devil have the children. 
we're, we're going to stand between Satan and the kids, Amen. even if it costs us our lives. Our lives. And financially, it's yeah. TCAP is back up and running, folks, in mm-hmm. Spokane. Mm-hmm. It's happening in other parts of the nation. Um, and again, this is why we must engage the culture war. But there's a price. Here's an article from the Gateway Pundit. Uh, and this is just one of many. I, I could spend an entire show on articles. Uh, Texas College fires a a biology professor uh, for teaching students that your sex is determined by your chromosomes. And he is a biologist. And he's a biologist. Remember the question? So he's qualified. He's qualified. Uh, Go ahead and come back to me, please. He's qualified, Pastor Kent, to teach on chromosomes because he's a college biology professor. Right, he's got a little bit of education, unlike the current Supreme Court Justice Kentungi, whatever Brown, that said, uh, uh, "Senator, I can't answer the question of what a woman is because I'm not a biologist." Well, this guy is a well, biologist. Here they have a biologist. Here's a biologist, and he gets fired for teaching that your sex is determined by the chromosomes that God gave you, and this is a pattern. Mm-hmm. Those of you who are following our uh, our ministry know that. Uh, I was just in North Idaho, and we went to a little community called Kellogg, Idaho, in the middle of nowhere, you know, on the way to Montana, uh, up in the mountains there, uh, beautiful little area of North Idaho, 2,000 people in this community, folks. And it got on the national news. Uh, in fact, my, my good friend, uh, State Representative Heather Scott from, mm-hmm. from, from Idaho, mm-hmm. uh, went there and she got in hot water because she was standing for this young man, 18-year-old student, 17-year-old student. He was about to graduate. That that Saturday was the graduation. Well, on Tuesday, they have an assembly, a final assembly, and he was asked to give a speech or some remarks, which was pre-approved mm-hmm. because in their, you know, they got to check for microaggressions, to make sure that, you know, you don't say, well, he went off cuff. Mm. He dared go off cuff and he, he, he said, listen, Guys are guys and gals are gals, and there's nothing in between. That's it. It's inflammatory. It's now inflammatory. He immediately gets hauled into the principal's office, and they tell him, because you went off script, you're now not going to graduate with your class. So he's been working all his life towards graduation, excited, right? We're all excited to walk. They don't let him walk. The next morning, a hundred people show up in support of him because the word gets out. Mm-hmm. And there was a bus driver, uh, a lovable bus driver. Students all loved him. He's there on his own time. He's mm-hmm. not there on the clock. He's there on his own time. Soon as the principal sees him, mm-hmm. before the rally's even over, calls him into the office, fires him on the spot. I mean, wh- wh- where are the lawsuits flying, folks? What happened to the First Amendment? My goodness. Then... Um, they, 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 they announced that they're going to cancel the graduation, but then really there was a plan. They were going to have it in secret. So they end up having the graduation closed doors. It's only by invite Saturday. This young man doesn't walk. He, he was not allowed to walk. Then he finds out, as the word got out, he had a job with the forestry service for the summer. They rescinded the contract to him. Oh, my goodness. So he loses his summer job. Wow. A friend of his who stood at wow. the rally also is going to get a job with the forestry. He gets rescinded his contract. And he is the one getting threats. He. And the sheriff of that county in North Idaho, Shoshone County, we find out is a lesbian. And then we find out is married to the 
art teacher at the school who is a woman uh, and the art teacher is the one who's behind all this propaganda. The superintendent didn't stand up for it. The principal is woke. This is America, folks. Mm -hmm. So just understand, we're going to engage the culture. Mm -hmm. But there's a price to pay. There's a price to pay. Uh, Because this is persecution. How else do we say it? This is not persecution where you're getting your head chopped off. Right. But this is still Christian persecution. But your jobs and your reputation, they, they count. They count. That's something. They count. Threats against your life. Uh, all of these things, a young man being maligned for simply stating the obvious. A biology professor getting fired for stating the obvious. This is happening all throughout our nation because we have a weaponized government. We have a weaponized legal system. You saw yep. it firsthand. Oh, yeah. Corrupt oh, judges. Yeah, it's rigged. It's rigged, folks. Uh, and this is what we're up against. And okay. a soft church. And a soft church. The church. So so this is where it gets me to the church now. I'm glad you made, made that headline or headway, segue, because this is what I want to get into now, talking about the church, because um, uh, we're familiar with wokeism. Okay, folks? Social justice churches preaching, Pastor Ken, uh, a social justice gospel where uh, love is love. Again, we've already covered that. Jesus is okay with everything because, you know, he would just love everybody. Uh, Jesus hung out with the sinners, and so therefore we should hang out with the sinners. Can I ask you a question? When Jesus hung out with the sinners, did he want them to stay sinners? You know, Jesus took on the swamp. Yeah, there was a huge swamp. Yes, in, in Israel yes. and in Jerusalem, and he went head to head with the swamp. The biggest sinners of all were the Pharisees. That's right. They, they were the mm. biggest sinners of all, mm. and so Jesus didn't hang out with those sinners. Right. He took those sinners on. See, there's a difference between humble sinners and proud mm. sinners. That's good. June. Sinners. That's good. That's right. Jesus didn't hang out with the June. Prideful sinners. Those are the ones he took on head on. It was the repentant, humble, I'm not worthy to be in your presence. Let me wash your feet with my hair. I'll sell everything and, and, and make it right with those that I've robbed. Those are the kind of sinners that Jesus hung out with and went to their house. The ones that stood up in pride Jesus took them on head on, and that's in the in the natural. That's what cost Jesus uh, his life. His life. That's so good. That's so good, folks. That is so right on. Um, and and the the sinners were humble. You see, the sinners were humble when they experienced Jesus. Mm. What did they do? They repented. Yes, they and did. they came to him. Yes, they did. They didn't stay. They didn't Mm-mm. stay. Mm-mm. Jesus didn't say to the they woman, didn't the well, they didn't wave a about flag about their sin and say, we're going to stay in our sin and mm. be prideful about it. The woman at the well, when Jesus t- speaks to her, hey, uh, listen, go and keep sinning. Is that what he said? And wave no. a flag about it. Wave the flag about it. Yeah, yeah. Celebrate every it. June. Every June. And, and well, now every summer. Oh, yeah, all and, summer. And now all year round, because we're just going to have this in your face all year round. And the church thinks that we can just stay silent. And they'll just leave us alone. And they're coming for your kids Mm -hmm. and my kids and your kids, Pastor Ken, Mm -hmm. and our grandkids. Mm -hmm. They're telling us. The enemy is telling us because these confused, broken people. I have compassion, Mm. right? I've told you guys many times, my own niece here, my brother here in Knoxville won't even talk to me. 
my own niece is now he or she, you know, or, or I'm sorry, she is a he. She thinks she he, she's a he and is, is is doing all the hormones and and, and 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 with all due respect, if you see the picture of this young, this was a beautiful, precious little young redheaded girl when my, my brother adopted her because they couldn't have kids, they adopted her. And now she's, she unfortunately overweight and just, with a with a with a with a straggly beard and, and, and oh it's, it's just grieving. I have compassion, Pastor. Mm, we have compassion. Yeah. Yes, these people are broken, mm -hmm. but the pride is what is blocking their hearts mm -hmm. from receiving. And we don't stand just to condemn them. We stand to convict them. Yeah. Because the righteous stance brings conviction. As you said earlier, Pastor, where is the shame? When God spoke to Israel, when God spoke to Israel, and actually when God spoke to Judah, the nation of Judah, and was using Big Sister Israel as an example, he said to Judah, Israel has no shame. There is no shame anymore. Because the purpose of shame is to bring conviction. Right? When we get ashamed of something we're doing, it's not condemnation, it's to bring conviction of the Holy Spirit to lead us to repentance, to turn. We don't see that. So uh, let, let's quickly address the other element of this. You know, we know the wokeism. We know how bad the wokeism. Anything you want to say on the wokeism um, that you see in the church today before we get into the pietism? Yeah, it's, it's, just, it's uh, weakening the church. It's poison. It's poison. It's po anything that has even a little bit of wokeism, it, will, it takes away the strength and the health and the impact and the power of the church. And we need power uh, today like, like never before. Amen, amen. Pastor, last night at our meeting for our Patriot Network, the, the issue came up because we are dealing on this. I'm going a little on a tangent here, folks. Just bear with me. We were talking about this um, uh, possible legislation here where our governor wants to go after our guns mm. because under the guise of mental health that, oh, well, you know, the trans person, uh, and I think it applies this way, the trans person who went and shot up the, the Covenant Christian School in Nashville and killed six people, including three nine-year-olds, who was a she, thinking she was a he, uh, uh, you know, this is a mental health issue, they claim. And I made a statement last night. I said, you know, if they truly believe, because the, the I talked with our good friend, Representative Monty Fritz, yesterday, and he was trying to prepare me for, mm. he thinks the talking point of this special session that's going to come up, the only, the only one in the country, by the way, is going to be, oh, it's all about mental health. We got to stop these people from having guns because of mental health. Well, we got to deal with the individual, right? The, the instrument, you know, if someone's unstable, they can't have a gun, they'll get a knife. If they can't get a knife, they'll, they'll ram somebody with their car. The instrument is not the issue. The issue is the mental health, right? And I, I made a statement, I said, what, what the governor should be doing is saying, Tennessee needs more deliverance. That's what the governor should be doing. We don't need we don't need red flag laws. Mm -hmm. Tennessee Come needs on. to connect with the churches. Come on. The government needs to say, listen, we got to get out of the way and we got to elevate faith in our in our in our state. We need churches to rise up and we need churches to lead people mm -hmm. into deliverance to be set. Mm -hmm. if we truly have a legitimate wow. they're saying now it's 30% of Tennesseans. 30% of Tennesseans are struggling with mental health. That's that's what that's what they're claiming. Wow. 30% 
Especially post-COVID. Right. Especially post-COVID right. when everybody, right. you know, was just destroyed by the wow. isolation and all, all the, the insanity of COVID. Mm. If that's truly the number, then it's the finest hour for the church Come on. to rise up and say, if more than ever, mm-hmm. this is the time for the church to get into the culture and preach Jesus and preach what? That Jesus has come to set captives free. If you're struggling with suicide, if you're struggling with depression, if you're struggling with um, hatred of yourself or self-worth or, uh, or you're confused about what sexuality you are or what gender you are, that's the time where they need the church to, to be there to give them the answer. The, what's the answer? Jesus has come to set the captives free. Jesus can set you free from whatever you're struggling with. The blood of the lamb yes. can wash over your sins and that's what we need. We don't need any Hallelujah. red flag laws. Mm-mm. We don't need to come take our guns away. Mm-mm. And so, but if the church isn't there, right. preaching this message to the Right, the city council in Athens, mm-hmm. Tennessee, mm-hmm. or the state capital in Nashville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. If we're not there, they don't. They're they're misled. They're misled. Uh, pietism, Pastor Pastor Ken. Uh, what about the argument um, of of the fact that well, the church needs to just be inward and focus on holiness? Um, how would you answer that that retort? Well, it's funny how there's a scripture verse for every possible ditch that we could fall into. Mm. They're like those little grooves in the road mm. to keep us from going to the ditch. But Jesus said very clearly, uh, let your light, you're a city on a hill, let your light show before men. And what good are you if we place a basket over Amen. that light? Amen. And then he said, be salt. And salt was there to conserve. What are we to be conservative about? Well, the things of God, righteousness, the the word of God, the constitution of the United States. We're conservatives because we're salt and we're light. And Jesus didn't put any boundaries over certain areas of the world that the gospel should not go into. Like, Mm. hey, I want you to tell the whole world about the gospel, but if it's a state capital then stay out of there. That's right. Uh, Jesus it, never gave us any limits <laughs> for where the gospel ought to be. That's and really be. good. That's really good. <laughs> you, you know, stay out of your city council chamber. Yeah, don't go in there. Don't go there. Or the library. Or the library. Anything that's government tax fund, Ooh, pay stay, your out fund stay out of it. Because John we don't the Baptist make, never, never abided by that never rule. Never abided by that <laughs> rule. Daniel in the Old Testament never abided by that rule. When, when God gave him favor to speak to, um, and, and by the I'm going to be speaking on that. We'll get to that in a minute. I'm going to be speaking on that this coming Sunday. When Daniel was used of God to go and speak to the governmental Mm, leader. Come on. To the governmental leader. The governmental leader didn't have wisdom. Didn't know. uh, And Daniel, in fact, Daniel speaks to the dad and the son. Because Daniel speaks to Nebuchadnezzar, the father, and the son, Belshazzar. And um, different messages, different outcome, by the way. Because one was humble. Mm. The dad was humble. Mm. The dad was repentant, mm-hmm. and the son wasn't. You'll mm. see that. We'll talk about mm. that this coming Sunday. Hey, I'm just thankful you're not preaching storms. On the coming storm. Well, I, I don't I was, know. I'm scared about what. Like, I'm hey, doing. is he doing storms <laughs> part two? Because I don't want to come. <laughs> I'm scared about what I'm going to preach on Sunday. I don't know because uh, 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 we're going to be uh, actually. Dry. Why don't we just bring it up now? The title for Sunday. We're going to be talking about the writing on the wall for America. Can the nation stand? 
I asked a question this Sunday, and it's Independence Day, folks. It's Independence mm. Day, and I'm, I was excited. I was all excited to preach because it's rare that mm. a, a Sunday falls right. on July 2nd mm. is when they actually signed the Declaration of Independence here in America. It was not July 4th. July 2nd was when they actually signed it. So I was excited. I was all excited to be like, yes, I get to preach on Independence Day on the actual day 247 years ago when they signed this. And what does the Lord put on my heart? <laughs> Darn it. This message mm. about if America, if God Come came, on. showed up, and wrote on a wall a message for America. You just mm. said, we're giving Sodom and Gomorrah one for their money. Look at the condition of our federal government. Look at the condition of our military. Look at the condition of the White House where they defaced the White House with this abomination. The Bible calls it an abomination, not my words. Uh, what would God say? What would God What would God say to our government officials? Mm. Just like what God said to Belshazzar mm. when Belshazzar defaced God's temple and God's honor in the land. Mm. Woo! So stay tuned. Join it's in. It's going to be good. And, 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 um, and it's a prophetic word. Uh, it's not going to be a popular word, probably, because I'm just following the scripture, folks. I'm just going to tell you what, what what Daniel five, what mm -hmm. God spoke to them, and and then you're you you can make the decision. Would God be saying the same thing to America? When we are, remember last week, our show was the rise and fall of the American Empire. I said it last night in my um, uh, uh, talk. The average age, Pastor Ken of an empire, and I think we'd agree America has been an empire. Oh boy. The average age, the average birthday or lifespan, 250 years. Really? That's the That's average lifespan of, wow. of empires throughout history. Wow. We're on year 247. Mm. So are we on the decline? Are we on the rapid decline? What would God say to America? We'll get to that. Okay, uh, we got about um, uh, seven, eight minutes. Here's rapid fire, okay? Let me, let me put on my cool glasses. Pretend these are really cool glasses. And I got my spiky hair. And uh, you can't see my pants, but if I was wearing tight jeans. And I'm one of these cool social justice pastors, right? That they wouldn't offend anybody. They are so loving. They are so, they, they wouldn't offend a fly, you know? Um, and and, and uh, because they think that's what, okay. So here we go. Here's some questions. Um, uh, to Pastor Ken uh, in regards to the uh, response of the church. All right, Pastor. Um, we're talking today about cultural engagement. Christians, why should we be in the culture? Why should we engage the culture? Uh, you've already mentioned a lot, um, but Jesus was not political. Um, why was he then always dealing with the political leaders mm. of Jerusalem, mm. both Jewish and Roman? Mm. There's all kinds of scripture where That's Jesus right. is talking to them face to face, going head to head. You know, the Pharisees and Sadducees and the high priests, they were the political system for Israel, of Israel. For the Jews. That's why you see Pilate talking to Caiaphas. That's right. And Caiaphas talking to Herod, and they're all talking amongst each other. Why? Caiaphas was the political leader of the Jews. That's right. And Jesus went head to head mm. with Caiaphas and it cost him in the natural. We know he laid his life down. That's but right. But in the natural, that cost him his death on the cross. The crucifixion. Yeah. That's, that's the whole reason 100%. they crucified him. That's right. So and Jesus getting political is what killed him. What killed him. That's right. But he confronted those religious leaders with their what? with their um, 
their their legalism, but also their hypocrisy. We are witnessing the hypocrisy of our government. Um, they talk about justice, and yet they're in, they're they're unjust. Right? They were corrupt. They were it was corrupt. corruption. It was corruption. It was a swamp. That's right. That's right. They talk about laws, but yet they're the most corrupt. Right? Right? I mean, we don't even get us started on, on Hunter and Joe and and all this stuff. And I did and, a uh, sermon. You were you were in you were in the Northwest, traveling. Montana, and yeah, and everyone traveling. And I did a sermon entitled "Jesus versus the Swamp." Ooh, awesome! I did, awesome! I got to go back and title. watch that. I got to go back <laughs> and watch that. Okay. Um, well, but okay. It, even if we engage, okay. Even if we engage, how can well, why don't we just engage and preach the gospel? Why address? issues uh of law uh and and just not tell them about jesus just go and say hey oh. jesus loves you and that's all we're here to tell you we're told to pray every day thy kingdom come mm. thy will be done what's his will his will is righteousness there's a parallel verse that says seek ye first his kingdom and everybody yeah. skips this last that's part right. his that's kingdom right. and his righteousness this is our calling it's our very calling right. as the church of jesus that's Christ. right and and as we already looked at the beginning tonight uh, this program today righteousness is what exalts a nation mm -hmm. sin is a reproach so if we go to our, our our elected officials like jesus went to as you said the pharisees and if we don't confront their unrighteousness by at least telling them what righteousness should look like by at least saying based on the standard of the word of god here's what justice looks like not social, but here's what biblical justice looks like. So it is our duty. Would you say it's our duty it's our to go there? Yeah. Okay. How about this one? We can't legislate morality. Uh, everything is legislating morality. The LGBTQ is, has no problem legislating their morality. It's not a matter of legislating morality. It's whose morality are you going to legislate? That's right. That's the question. Every law is a moral law. Every Their moral law. code. When I was a police officer in Redmond, Pastor Ken, uh, we actually, it actually said, when we studied our, our city statute, it said the moral code. That was the language. It was moral code. So it's, it's the morality. Um, well, how about then on a, on a part B question, part B of this question, um, well, these are political issues. They're not moral issues because they're dealing with the government. Since it's governmental, it's not our church. It's not the purview of the church. Right. Political is from the word policy. It comes from the same uh, uh, root, and it, so um, why wouldn't we be involved in making policy mm. for our children mm. and our grandchildren mm. and establishing mm. righteous policy? policy? So of course the church should be involved in politics. If the church isn't involved in politics, Satan will gladly have his way. That's it. And isn't that exactly what has happened, folks? We have, we gave ground, and, 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 and I can hear somebody out there saying, well, isn't that then, aren't you trying to legislate a theocracy? You're going to hear that, right? We always hear that one. And no, because we already have a constitution. We're not trying to rewrite our laws. We're trying to abide by our laws. We're trying to abide by the declaration that I'm going to be teaching on this coming Sunday. We're trying to abide by our federal constitution, our state. We actually think we have a good system of government. Yeah, they, they accuse us of wanting to overthrow. We don't want to overthrow. We just want to keep what we were given. That's right. We were given such a great gift. We just want to keep it. That's right. Like, who, who said it? Benjamin Franklin? We gave you a republic if you can keep it. If you it. can keep it. But also... Unless we are a moral and religious people, right? 
the, the Constitution is wholly, I believe it was Adams, wasn't it? Yeah. The Constitution was wholly inadequate unless you're a religious moral people. Because the way this, this mm-hmm. country was formed and founded, it was predicated on internal morality. Mm-hmm. The reason government is supposed to be limited and stay out of our lives was because there was internal morality. When the church is not teaching that internal morality, then the external morality is messed up. And now we have to go out to the culture and put on notice those who are making policy. If you violate those internal moralities of God, there's consequences. The forefathers knew the value of the church. Yes. They knew the value of that steeple. Uh, How about this one? Uh, I got two more real quick here. Uh, Separation of church and state. We are supposed to be separate. Uh, By the way, the Pharisees in the Old Testament... Uh, there was no separation of Jewish law and what they were governing because the Jewish law was to govern, as you said, they were the political leaders over the the Jews who were then, of course, ultimately under the Romans. But uh, how would you address separation of church and state? Well, obviously, we don't want a state-run church. That's why people came here is to to flee a state-run church. But how are you going to take the church out of the state? What is the church? Remember the whole thing? Uh, Here's the church. You didn't grow up in Sunday school. I didn't grow up in Sunday school. You might not know this. Uh, Here's the church. Here's the steeple. Open the door. And guess what? You got people. It's we the people. people. That's right. In the church. Amen. Yeah, you can't. Church is people. That's right. You, it's the ecclesia. It's a, it's the people. You can't keep the church out of the state. Nice, that's right. Nice trick, devil. Nice trick. But you're a liar. Nice trick. <laughs> that that's like kind of saying, well, we're gonna keep the ch- we're gonna keep the church. We're gonna keep the people of the church out of the business of running the church. We'd never say that, right? Right. We'd never say, well, listen, you sheep. Just be quiet, mind your own business. Here's an elite group exactly. that's running this church. Yeah. You have no from input from the pit of hell. That's from the pit of hell, exactly. That's a disaster. Well, we're doing the same thing with our government. Yeah. We're, the government treats us as peons. You're, you're down there. Stay out of Stay out of our business. We're, we, we are gods. We make all the laws, and we do whatever we want. And we'll tell you, no, we, we are the government. Yeah. In this nation, we the people are the government. That's how it's set up, folks. Yep. And if, you, if people don't like it, listen, I get it if you don't like it. If you like communism, we'll get you a one-way plane ticket. There's plenty of communists. If you like socialism, Marxism, if you like Islam, I'll gladly do a GoFund page and we'll get you a ticket, a one-way ticket. Go, But in this nation where God has called us to stand and, and care for the... Okay, um, last one. And this could be a whole whole show on its, on its own. Um... We must obey the government in all circumstances. If the government makes laws, then we should just do what they say, right? We should just embrace whatever the government says to do. If they are enforcing God's law, yes. Okay. If they are not enforcing God's law, heck no. So no way. So you're saying we have a duty to resist them yes. if their laws are violating God's laws. Oh yeah, All, all the heroes in scriptures did that. Uh, uh, Moses to Pharaoh, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Daniel, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, we go through the, all the scriptures. John the Baptist, it, whenever uh, man's government goes against the government of the kingdom of God, mm-hmm. we obey the kingdom of God because our king is higher than Biden. That's right. Amen. Amen to that. Um, we, we, we are now in a pattern, folks, because the church has not stood, and we saw this during COVID, now we're in a pattern. Uh, where where the government thinks that they're unchecked. But we know, Pastor Kenton, we know 
that God is the one who raises up nations and, mm. and tears nations down. We know it is God who raises up leaders and tears them down. And we're at a pivotal, pivotal point, folks, um, in our states, in our nation, in our small communities. Um, we must engage. Mm-hmm. We must engage. It, it, it's almost like you, you've, you've uh, been on the hot seat before. You did an excellent job. A couple times. You were easier than, uh, <laughs> than CNN. CNN. <laughs> uh, I, I wasn't hard enough on him. I, 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 didn't, I didn't have the, the, the right hairdo uh, to be woke enough to be able to get him. I'm on. surprised you didn't bring out a wig or something. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> I, I thought about it. I thought about it. But um, no. Uh, so, so we have seen that uh, every one of these objections are, are straw man objections. All, listen, the woke churches are engaged in the culture. They just want to make the culture woke. They don't want to make the culture righteous. And I would say those are the false churches. They're the lukewarm churches. They're the apostate churches because they're preaching a false gospel. They're not preaching true Jesus because Jesus came for the sake of righteousness. Yes, love, absolutely. But his love was manifested through his righteousness. If Jesus had not come to live sinless, to die on that cross, then the righteousness of God would have never been met. And once the righteousness of God is met, folks, then the love of God is poured out. Love, apart from God's righteousness, is false. And so uh, thank you, Pastor Ken, for an excellent job of defending the gospel, defending our duty, why we must engage, and why Patriot Church is active, why Truth and Love Ministry is active, why Christians should be active. Folks, we don't know. I don't know what will happen to America, Pastor. I don't. I, 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 we're, we are uh, we're in deep trouble. Yeah. And I am still of the opinion that I'm not very hopeful for a national revival. But I am very expectant mm. for localized revival. Hallelujah. I believe that mm-hmm. there are these pockets mm-hmm. that God is pouring out His Spirit, and it is incumbent on our hunger mm. uh, for His righteousness. Mm-hmm. Seek His kingdom, you said it, mm-hmm. and His righteousness. Um, but America is in trouble. And you'll see on Sunday, folks, if you uh, come to Patriot Church or tune in on Facebook, um, the writing's on the wall, and it's not looking good. But we we can't we can't determine the outcome of this nation. Right. God will. Right. But we can determine our outcome. Right. We can do our job. What's a final word that you would have for people um, out there who are discouraged by the church and the condition of America and the world uh, in these last days? Let's don't forget we're in the last days. Uh, what's a final word that's not hunker down because Jesus will take you home? I would say despise false shame. Mm. They, they, Christians don't speak out. They don't act partly because they don't want to be shamed with racist, bigot, hateful. Listen, we're not hateful. Christians are the, are the greatest people Amen. in America. They're Amen. the greatest people on the earth. We, we, we love people. We give to people. We help people. We're the kindest, greatest people on the planet. Don't let the world shame you into thinking that or feeling like you're some sort of hateful person because you stand up for the holiness of our guy, 
God. Be proud of his righteousness. Amen to that. Amen to that, folks. Um, we have a incredible honor, don't we, as Christians. We, 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 we have in us the we're supposed to have in us the the holy spirit the 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 living breathing holy spirit of god uh and and we have a mighty responsibility as pastor ken already said to be salt and to be light um we don't know the day or the hour folks and i know some of us look at this world and go i can't wait till jesus comes back i'm in that boat too i can't wait till jesus comes back but we're called to stand until he comes back yes and so let's keep standing. Let's keep engaging the culture. Let's keep standing for righteousness. And let's keep standing for the kids. We got to defend the kids. We will not allow them to come for our kids. Um, that's really what this is about. It's an evil demonic agenda. Um, so again, folks, make sure you check out Pastor Ken on Facebook. Uh, Pastor Ken Peters dash TCAP, T-C-A-P-P. Also PatriotChurch.us. Um, every Sunday, two services, live streaming the second service. We'll be there this Sunday. Uh, we'll see what happens this Sunday, folks, uh, as we are coming up to our 247th birthday as a nation. Um, are there going to be more? Uh, what will it look like? We'll see. But we know one thing. There's a remnant, isn't there, Pastor? Mm -hmm. Yes, there there's is. There's a remnant. Yep. And God will preserve his remnant. Yep. And that remnant will never bow a knee mm -hmm. to this system. Uh, brother, thank you so much. Hey, Lord bless you. It's an honor it's an to be honor, on the man. program. It's an honor. Love you, brother. Thank you so much. Folks, final thing. Um, again, just if you uh, believe in this ministry, you want to keep. You want to just keep us on the air, uh, just ask you to support us uh, with a one-time donation. Um, you can go to our website, uh, Dry. Let's bring up that, that page uh, right there. There you go. So it's a one-time donation. It's tillministry.com slash donate. It's secure donation. You can make a one-time donation there to keep us going. Also, if you want to mail in a check, there's our P.O. Box, uh, 4523 Maryville, Tennessee, 37802. Please make it out to Truth in Love or Truth in Love Ministry. And then finally, if you decide to, to join us on a monthly basis, um, that helps us to budget. Uh, please prayerfully consider joining our Gideon Army of 300. We are so grateful for every single one of our supporters and our Gideon Army that they commit to pray for us monthly and donate monthly. It helps us so much. Uh, as I mentioned, I travel. I don't charge anything when I travel uh, by donation. So we go because when, if the door is open, we're going to go. If the door is open for us to go and equip the local churches, we're going to go and we're going to speak and we're going to try to um, uh, build up the church. And, and keep the church propped up, uh, whether here in Tennessee or around this nation or around the world, wherever God takes this message. Thank you guys for being with us. I'll be back Thursday night live at 8 p.m. Eastern time for our next Truth Today show. Uh, here today with my good, dear friend, Pastor Ken Peters. What an awesome show to equip you uh, for these days. God bless you guys, and we'll see you Thursday night.